Well, welcome back to WNCN Radio, coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, where our uh, headquarters is, which we soon hope to be back into after this COVID season. But we do thank you for tuning in. If you're having any problem hearing, you can go and live stream us on your computer. That would be www.wnzn.org. Again, that's wnzn.org. And... Uh, we're just launching into the topic today, but before I do, I want to introduce my good friend David Abood. Hey, John, great to be here with you today. You know, I think we've been—I think we're we're going over fifty shows. I, I, I've been looking at the archive, which we're yeah. going to have to give out that information on the radio too, David, because all these things are accessible, all our shows mm -hmm. to the listening audience. And his son Tristan, home from college. Hi, Tristan. Good to be back, Mr. Murphy. Thanks for good having us. Lifesaver, hot. Yeah. Uh, at uh, Huntington Beach, Huntington Beach. Mm -hmm. class was packed out last oh, I week. Know. Yeah. It was <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. But it's a beautiful, uh, really beautiful day, you know, as we go into the summer. Uh -huh. And, you know, one thing that would characterize the time we're in, which is going to lead into our subject for this show, is how everything is changing. Yeah. You know, everything is changing mm -hmm. the world. When you look around, yep. you know, culture, politics, gender roles, stock market, education, employment. Mm -hmm. uh, people, you know, they don't think they need offices anymore. Now that you don't have to go for a doctor's visit, they're going to have this whole thing with MediShare, you know, where yes. you can uh, just do it by Zoom right. you know, and, and get your uh, advice from a doctor. So everything mm -hmm. is in chain, uh, almost in a chaotic way. But yeah. I thought what we look at today is God's unchanging word in a changing world. God's mm -hmm. unchanging word in a changing world. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. I wanted to open up with is uh, in Isaiah <coughs> chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, um, verse 6, it says this. The voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the loveliness is like the flower of the field. Mm. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are, gra are like grass, and the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, he's comparing human beings really to grass and flowers, that they're here, then they're gone, right. and things are in change, uh, but the word of God uh, stands forever. Yep. Now, mm -hmm. just in a practical way, when you look at the Bible, one book, 66 books, it contained within this one book, but it dates back to... From where we sit right now, it's going back almost 4,000 years. And mm. it's, a, it's a library of books. You don't have another book like this. Right. You know, with the literature of like poetry and parables mm -hmm. and history right. and war and commandments mm -hmm. and right. all of these other things like the Bible. But it is the best-selling book in the world today. Right. It is the most translated book in the world today. Right. It doesn't change. Right. We're going to see that today. And um, David, I know you had some thoughts you wanted to talk about as we open up. Yeah. God's unchanging word right. in a changing world. Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, I, I think one of my my favorite quotes is, is Malachi 3.6, where it says, I, the Lord, never change. And, uh, you know, w when we take a look at humans, even though we were created in his image, we are always changing. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think there's a lot of times where, as you said, currently the environment that we're in, uh, is constantly changing, whether it's politics, whether it's new technologies that are coming out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, w one of the things I was thinking about when we were going to do this show, John, is that we look for um, 
fulfillment in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. And when you take a look at Facebook and all those things, Tristan, you know when people uh, publish stuff or print stuff mm -hmm. on Instagram, it's thumbs up, thumbs down. Right. right. You know, and, and you're you're constantly getting validation from the wrong sources. I, it just hit me today. Uh, you know, when we were coming up, I was thinking about that a lot, and I thought, man. That's where I think the world is going down the wrong path because the only, uh, you know, source that I want to have acceptance from now that I'm a Christian is God Himself. Right. Because He's He never changes. Humans change, you know, their dislikes and likes, but He never changes, and that's where we get our stability from. Right. I think that that's really the the main theme throughout what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, it's called immutability. It right. means unchangeable. Right. The immutability of God's word. Like mm -hmm. you brought out of Malachi, God doesn't change. Right. But also his word doesn't change. Yeah. Mm. So once he speaks it, it's fixed. You know, right. it's it's um just like creation itself. He mm -hmm. spoke it into existence and so yeah. it continues onward. Right. So we're gonna look at that and open up a discussion. Tristan, did you have something to share in the opening here? I just wanted to bring up something that I know you've taught me. You've you you've mentioned like with different books, all right? Like, how many books have we all read? We've all probably read a decent amount of books. Uh -huh. But um, when it comes to, like, a favorite book, how many times, you said that, right. like, how many times have you read your favorite book? Like, all right, maybe once or twice or even three times. And he, and you said, and I, I'm just still think about this all the time, it's like the more times you read the Bible, the more you want to read the Bible. Good point. You know what I mean? It's and the, the kind slower of... slower you read it. And mm -hmm. it's, it's renewing. I mean, like, it's eternal. It's renewing. It's, I think... In some verses that I researched about God's word, it talks about how it's truth. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's just refreshing. That's a good point. It's a very good point. The more you read the word, yeah. the more you want to read. And scholars will tell you, the slower you read it, because oh, yeah. you're getting, you're seeing more and more, mm -hmm. and it never gets old. You see, it's just, and and when people <clears throat> criticize the Bible and try to attack the Bible, right? They go, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Somebody's compared to. Somebody trying to shoot slingshots at, at, at Mount Everest. I mean, mm -hmm. you're not going to knock yeah. it down. It's just not going anywhere. You see? And that's why the critics, what's mm -hmm. the first thing, what's the first question in the Bible? The first thing that even Satan will say in the Bible is what? Did God really did, say Did yeah. God really, really say, say this? Yeah. It's, it's what's going on in the world today. Mm -hmm. Well, because we're leaving the Word of God behind, we don't know things like yeah. about wow, marriage or point. gender issues or uh, mm -hmm. all of these things is... Is man made just a higher level of animal, or is he made in the image mm -hmm. of God? Mm -hmm. All of these things that are current, yeah. people don't realize. I know. There's an answer. This is a rule book. It's just like the old mariners mm -hmm. uh, would go by the North Star because that star was always fixed in the sky, so they could they could plan mm -hmm. on it. Or if you had a compass, if you in the days would go camping, a good compass always points magnetic north, right? It mm -hmm. just will. You know, you could drop it on the ground or anything, but it's always going to point. So, too, the Word of God, when all else fails, yeah. get with the owner's manual. Right. You know, this is the book. You know, mm. and it's attacked, mm -hmm. it's maligned, it's ridiculed, it's a, it's popular right. in jokes and comedies and movies and yeah. these cartoons out there. But it's not going anywhere. Mm. So we have a choice to either accept mm -hmm. it and, and apply it or to reject it. And the Bible says the preaching of the gospel is foolishness mm. yeah. to those that are perishing. Right. right. Yeah. It, you know, it, and when we take a look at uh, change, you know, um, humans in a lot of cases have to change because we are so far 
and sin. And I think, you know, that's really the difference is change is good for us a lot of times when we become a Christian, but I noticed it doesn't happen immediately, John. Mm -hmm. It's actually harder before it gets easier. And then, you know, what you see changing are your morals, ethics, and beliefs to accommodate, you know, um, changes in the culture. When you become a Christian, you realize you're doing those changes not for the culture, but for God and the plans he has for us. And I think that's the most important uh, point uh, that we need to make as we're as we're going through this today, right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think Dad brings a really good point. Um, you say that change is inevitable, right? Right. Um, and I, I completely agree. And I think it's as we've said, like there's two. There's like there's hot, there's cold, there's likes, right? And on posts, there's dislikes. There's really two sides to the equation. Do you want to be with God or do you want to be on your own side? Um, and with that, it's kind of like, do you want to? All right. When a when a body dies, what happens to the body, right? Like, mm-hmm. why did Jesus wait for Lazarus mm-hmm. until like the third or fourth day to resurrect him? Because like his body starts to decay, right? Mm-hmm. Your body goes into a state of disrepair, it becomes further and further gone. Mm-hmm. Jesus waits for that because he shows how far he can bring us back. Well, in the meantime, we can also look at this idea of like, I mean, like Paul says, or well, maybe Paul says in Hebrews, he says like, like don't let us like leave this elementary doctrine of Christ, but let's grow in maturity, right? So he, right. instead of decaying, let's grow, you know. Right. So. Um, I think it's really important to follow God's word too because like it shows you, you you're going to be going one direction either way you're either you're going backwards or you're going forwards which direction are you going you know yeah no you bring up a very good point because Jesus says look yeah. if if he that has more will be given he that doesn't will be taken away this is a spiritual away. principle right. and what I believe the Lord means by this if I break my leg and go to the hospital it's in yeah. a cast for let's say three weeks what are the muscles do they stay neutral no. What are they doing? They decay. They atrophy. Yes. They get weaker and weaker and weaker. But if I go to, let's say, I go to the gym every day and do leg lifts and run mm. and all that, does my muscles stay the same? No. No, they get stronger, which right. means what? They can get stronger still. Ah, you yes. add more weight. And you can get so to yeah. the Word of God. Right. The more we appropriate it, you can move <laughs> from faith to faith. Mm. That's why the Bible will compare it to food. Mm. Peter says, as a newborn baby, desire the sincere milk of the Word. There right. you see milk. Then Jesus says, man shall not live by bread, bread alone, but by every word spoken mm-hmm. by the mind. And then Paul says to the Corinthians, I wanted to feed you strong meat, meat, but you couldn't have. See, milk, yes. bread, meat. Right. So it's progressive. Yeah. So God wants yeah. us all to grow, just like good parents right. want their children to right. grow mm-hmm. fully orbed, you right. know, by the time they're ready for adulthood, academically, intellectually, right. socially, yep. spiritually, financially. Right. You know, right. so how much more so our Heavenly mm-hmm. Father wants to see us to grow. Right. You know, that's awesome because, yeah. you know, in order to grow, you have to be moving and active, right? And I think <clears> Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the Word of God is living and active, right? It's living right. and it's active. It moves and it grows, right? Keep reading it, bro. That's a good so, one. All right, so, okay, so we, we've read. So the Word of God is living and active. But then it also says, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul, of the spirit, of joints, and the marrow. And it's discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Now notice, that's one verse. Yeah. But look what it says. There's the no other verse. book you can say is living. Yeah. You know, is living. That's why it'll say in 2 Timothy right. chapter 3, verse 16. We'll look at it in a minute. All scripture is God-breathed. Right. It's, there's no other book God-breathed. There's inspiring books by mm-hmm. Augustine sure. and C.S. Lewis. Sure. But not this book. Right. Yeah. This is a unique quality. It's God. That's why our Holy Spirit... When we have the Holy Spirit of God, we can now handle the Word of God. Right. Be- you know, David and I know, before we accepted Jesus Christ, I don't care how religious we were, if we didn't have the Holy Spirit 
uh, we couldn't. It, it, really, Jesus says the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. Mm. It says in First John, the Holy Spirit will be your true teacher. Mm-hmm. He'll take and he'll mm. impart this stuff to you. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit, it's what you call the natural man. He doesn't receive the things of the Spirit. It says that in 1 Corinthians 2. As my old friend used to say, you could teach your dog how to go fetch the newspaper. But you cannot teach him how to read it. Right. It's not in his (laughs) nature. It's not in his nature. That's cool. You see? Yeah, that's an excellent way to look at it. That is so true, John, because for me it was like reading another language that I never studied when I first got into it. And, Mm -hmm. And then it just amazing how much it opened up over time but it's like anything else like like you and Tristan were talking about exercising your muscles you have to exercise the word right. for you to see the benefits of right. it right right it's that simple yeah. you you can't not you, you have to be in it every single day and every single week or you're not going to get the full blessing and the gifts that it provides. Yeah, you know, I like I like that. that because also this also talk. All right, like for the word of God is living and active. Kind of going off what Dad was saying. Sure. Um, if it's like it said that faith without works is dead, right? Okay, so you can you can. In a way, I'd feel like this is like dieting and working out at the same time to lose weight. You know, like okay, like you're dieting, but at the same time, you're really not losing weight because you're not really working out. Well, right. if you're working out, you're not really dieting. So you're, you've got to treat. It's kind of saying like, okay, you're going to be resurrected in Christ and then you're going to be active in him like you're going to go out and you're going to exercise those muscles you're going to do things you're going to use that faith because that's going to grow your faith you know? yeah no yeah. right that's yeah. why it'll yeah. say the last verse in second Peter chapter mm-hmm. uh second Peter chapter 3 verse 18 says now grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus which tells you that the Christian faith is what they call dynamic it's not <laughs> one and done like if you just right. say this yeah. prayer if you just go to the whatever make a pilgrimage no it's it's just like uh, it's just like the birth of a child yeah the event is the birth but the process is the life mm. it's like a wet it's like marriage the event is the wedding but the, the whole process is the marriage yeah so too yes. with the believer it's when he comes to Christ yeah at that moment of conversion yeah. or to be born again but the real life is your sanctification mm. you see that's your life so these are principles, these are laws built in the kingdom of God that we can learn. Jesus has given us access. He wants us to grow and he wants help uh, help others to grow. Mm. The beauty about this, it doesn't cost. Mm. You know, uh, God did, in a, you know, mm-hmm. not being facetious, but he did all the heavy lifting, he right. sure literally. Right. Yeah. And he, he, he gives us these gifts to understand his word. Regarding his, the internal nature of the word of God, this uh-huh. is what it says in uh, Matthew um, chapter 24 verse 35 Jesus says heaven and earth will pass away now that's actually prophetic because we know there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth it right. says that in the book of Revelation but my words notice he doesn't say God's words we see that in the Old Testament he right. says he's identifying himself as God he says but my words will what not pass, away. Will no, not pass away so the very ground we we walk mm-hmm. on one day it's going to be different it's going wow. to change that's yeah. cool you look up into heaven like it is it's going to be different but not the word of god yeah and he says it's it's again people have criticized it they burned this book they hunted it down if I you know. had it yeah you know they locked it up everything else there's countries today they will jam your internet if the if they, they have filters on to block out anything with the bible it's not going to stop it. No, you, you know you could you could stop the messenger. You're never going to stop this message. That's right. It's not. It's yeah. Just, it's going to bounce. You know. It's, right. It's, you know. It's uh, 
and all these atheists and that. Uh, you know, I, I always say this, these famous atheists, you know, you have Bertrand Russell, you have Dawkins now and Sam Harris, they write books, but their books don't have much of a shelf life. Mm. Ten yeah. years, five yeah. years, they're popular, ten years, maybe right. twenty years, and they're gone, right? right. The right. best-selling book in the world today. True. You know, so so the idea of the, that as we anchor ourselves in the Word of God, it gives us stability in a changing mm-hmm. world. That's mm-hmm. where we move with this, that things around us are changing, uh, but how do we get stability? Because people really today... If you study rates of depression, you know this, David, because you do medical work. Yeah. It's recent mm-hmm. anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, which leads to alcoholism, mm-hmm. which leads to withdrawal, which leads mm-hmm. to possible suicide. All of these kinds of things often go back to the fact that a man doesn't know who he is, yeah. right? he doesn't know what he's doing here, yep. and this rate of change that he's being assaulted by on a day to day, he can't process, man. and they withdraw. Right. A good book about this was. Uh, Future shocked by Alvin Toffler. Uh-huh. You know, he predicted this years ago, not in a biblical prophecy, but he was a sure. futurist that he could see these trends. Yeah. But the thing is, when we anchor in the Word of God, like, who am I? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm a child of God, made in the image of God. Uh, I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Therefore, I'm indwelt with the Holy Spirit. He promised He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Sure. He's working out a plan for my life. You see, all mm. of these things you can take to the bank, so yeah. to speak. Uh, where two or three are gathered together, he's in our midst. Yeah. Come boldly into his presence. And what right. is it you need when you yeah. come? I want to show you how to, this e- eternal nature of God's word right. affects us in a daily life. If you turn to Psalm 119, now Psalm 119 is very interesting. It's the longest chapter of the Bible, right? Oh, it's, your word is a lamp to my feet. It's okay. all about the word of God. Uh-huh. It's, it, there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. There's 22 stanzas or subsets in this chapter, okay? It mimics the alphabet of the Hebrew. There's 176 total um, verses. Okay. But it's got all kinds of information about the, about the Word of God. But now look at verse... Um, uh, as, as, you, as you scroll through it, uh, look at verse 89. Just read the first verse if right. you have that. I want to so show you how this Psalm 119, and we're looking at verse 89. All right. It says... Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Okay, now what we're going to look at is how we, we were talking God's unchanging word right. in a changing world. So he starts out with God's unchanging word. What does he okay. say? Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. We know that. You know, that that's God's yeah. word yeah. is fixed. Then he comes down a, a notch, so to speak, comes closer to the earth. What does he say in verse 90? Your faithfulness endures to all generations. Now he, he first started off by forever. Yeah. Now he's down to this level of generations, all generations, generations about 70 years. He's no longer on, he, now he's not in the heavens describing this. He's on the earth. You see, you establish the earth and it abides. You see, you've got time and place here. You see, you now he keeps coming down. Then he says in the next verse, they continue this day. Now it's not forever, not all yeah, generous, yeah, but this yeah, very day, yeah, yeah. this day we're living in, according to your ordinance. And it's for who now? All your servants. Now look what it says. Mm-hmm. Verse 92. This is the clincher. If Unless, your law, uh, go on. If your law has, had not been my delight. My delight. My delight. Okay, so can you elaborate a little more on yeah, that? Yeah, it starts out in the heavens and eternity. It brings it down to the earth to all generations. It brings it down to this day, but it brings down to who specifically? Servants. Me. 
Yeah, to us. Yeah, it goes to the yeah. servants, but yeah. after the servants, plural, it comes down oh, to me. Oh, right, yeah. us. Me. Yeah. No, not us, me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Personally, he says, oh, right. if you, sure. you, you, okay. you get yeah. the, what it is, it's a funnel. Yeah. It comes down. Right. That which Every is individual. Yes, right. that which was settled for yeah. it keeps ratcheting mm-hmm. down right. to right here, right now, for yeah. me. And then the affliction is... is Whatever the situation death. might yeah, be. Yeah, but also imminent death, right? Yeah. The sin of Adam and Eve. But it starts with eternity. Yeah. Keeps yeah. coming down, and he says, "Yeah, you know what, Mister Murder? Because then it goes on for the next two verses, and it says, I would have perished in my exactly. Yeah. I will never forget your, your your precepts. They've given me life. I am yours. There you for go. For I have sought your precepts, right. man. So, that's cool. So how it's do really we get, interesting diagram? So, so how do you get the non-believer to see this book is for them? I mean, well, God's talking directly to everyone. That's a good question, David. First and foremost, it's got to be the Holy Spirit. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. We have an expression, if a man can talk you into it, a man can talk you out of it. So it's got to be the Holy Spirit. But if you share a little of Scripture with somebody, like, um, yeah, like maybe in Genesis, that we're made in the image of God, you ever think about that? Or the Mm -hmm. fact that um, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And somebody says, I don't Mm -hmm. think I've sinned. Then you say, Mm -hmm. well, you have ever lied? Uh, Yeah, what does that make you? A liar. Okay. Uh, have you, you were, the Bible says, <clears throat> don't use the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Have you ever used God? Uh, yeah. What does that make? A blasphemer. So you go all the way through it. So you're a liar, blasphemer, <clears throat> adulterer, for God. Yeah, you're a sinner. Okay. Got there. <laughs> then you can walk them through it. <clears throat> but what you want to do is let yeah. the Word of God do the work of God. Right. You know, let it penetrate their heart yeah. and leave them like knowing that Romans wrote, you know, even though you're a yes. terrible sinner separated from Man. God. He offers you a plan. That's right. cool. God's not willing that any should perish, yeah. but that all may come to repentance. I mean, it's literally like a welcome mat is out. The, I, it's hard to describe this, yeah. but the Bible clearly says today is mm-hmm. the day of salvation. Mm. Today. But don't plan on tomorrow. I know one, yeah. one, one old preacher says a lot of people are, try, are thinking they're going to have an 11th hour conversion. You know, mm. on their deathbed, but they might die at ten thirty. Yeah, mm. you know what I'm saying. Mm. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. The Word of God warns us, but it also encourages us by saying, "Now, right? Don't delay. Don't yeah. delay." Uh, the, the famous parable Jesus gives is the guy that uh, has a wealthy mm-hmm. uh, crop, right? Mm-hmm. And he has to build down uh, his barns, right. his right. silos, to put up more, and then he puts up more. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. He's, yeah. he's wise. He's entrepreneur. He's having good fruitful seasons but he says something very interesting he says he says uh i will take rest and ease early retirement uh i will sit back i will say i don't have any cares in the world and then what does god say thou fool this night thy soul it's shall require it of thee man that's he crazy planned for everything but the most important thing which was his soul man you see, he just, and, and there's a lot of people like this today. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a 401k, they got a condo in Maui, yeah. they got on and on and on. Yeah. But, but that Jesus says, what does it profit a man if he gains, gains the, the whole, whole world, world yep. and loses it? And this is another thing when we live in the world today. We're discounting the soul. Right. Man thinks that the body is everything. Yes. Well, you know. and, and that's because of our sin, right, John? So we tend to look for uh, permanence and things that are, are changing, whether it's our relationships, bank balances, familiar surroundings, or something else. But, but you know, e- even the mountains erode. Yeah. 
So, you know, the, this planet, I mean, we, it's a fallen planet because of Adam and Eve's sin. So you can't look for that stuff for mm -hmm. stability, let alone other people's opinion of yourself. That's why Jesus will say it's yeah. shifting sand. If you look at Matthew, yeah. the end of Matthew, which I always like this parable because it's, it has so much. Uh, uh, this is the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew what? Uh, chapter or, 7. Okay. Look at Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7. Mm -hmm. And look at... Um, um, the last, actually the last two verses. Um, the authority of Jesus. Uh, verse 24 through 27. Okay. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Um, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a foolish, or and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and was and great was the fall of it. Okay, very powerful. It's interesting, it comes after the Sermon on the Mount. It's the last thing Jesus says, after he's just given all these words right. of advice. But notice, there's two builders that are building this religious yeah. house. Actually, it's their yeah. life house, really. Yeah. But what is the rock in that parable? What is the rock in the that parable? The Word of God. The Word, yeah. That's yes. half, it's, you got it half right. It's more than just the word of God. Mm -hmm. What does he say? Does them. There it is. Yeah. See? Yeah. You get, you, it's the, it's, oh, you, living and active. You, you, oh, I in see other it words, it's those who hear the word of God and those who obey the word yeah. of God. There's people that have the word of God. They go to church. They sure. hear service. But they're not, we're not obeying. Now, there's people outside of that, like the other guy in the sand. Right. He's just building on shifting sand. Mm. You know, the, 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 the mm -hmm. philosophy of the world, eat, drink, and be married, tomorrow we die, whatever it sure. might be. Yeah. But he's saying... The wise man hears my words and then applies them, obeys them. He builds his house on that rock. But notice where the rains, notice the direction here. Yeah. The rains come down, the floods come up, mm -hmm. and the winds blew. It's coming at all right. angles, right? Three-dimensional angles. Doot, doot. Right. It could suggest this is temptation. Yeah. It's, it could be the uh, changing world around us. Yeah. It could be the fact we're going to die. All of these things, but that house will not fall. Yeah. Okay? But the other guy builds it on sand, and it probably looks pretty good mm. when he builds it because it's untested. It's like a lot of us growing up, David, Tristan, right. we have a pretty good religious house. Mm -hmm. At the to age 12, 13, you're in the choir, you're going to church on Sunday, you're going to church on Easter, you're a pretty good little boy, you're doing this, you're doing that. But it's not been tested. No. When you get out into the world... Temptations come and this, you're in a fraternity, a college, you're doing this, you're in the military. Right. Is it going to stand or is it going to blow so away? So, Mr. Right. Mr. Murtha, so, okay, all right, Jesus just gave the Ten Commandments, sort of like, like basically the New Testament version of the Ten Commandments, right? That's, the, that's what the Sermon on the Mount is. Then he gives this idea of this is the Word, right? Like he gives an example of the Word, okay. Because, okay, what is words, right? Words are basically us conveying a message through through the air to your ears, right? It's a way of basically expressing something through through sound. What's interesting though is with that in the beginning of John, Jesus is basically described as the Word, right? Okay, so we like we've talked about. Actually, I listened to a John Piper's sermon once where it talked about how Jesus is basically God's nature, right? He's God explaining Himself in the in terms of humanity, right? Like with, with parables and stuff, with stories, Jesus is explaining heavenly things in earthly ways so that we can grasp them and understand them. So with Jesus, it's sort of like, okay, yes, he was a sacrifice, but more than that, he was also like a way of conveying God's nature. God mm -hmm. is loving, God is kind, he is eternal. Um, he comes and protects those he loves, he fulfills his covenants, right? So 
maybe we can talk a little more about how um, Jesus is kind of an example of the Word and how the Word kind of... became flesh. Okay, let's talk about that. How yeah. the Word became flesh, because that's a really cool way to say that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, imagine what I'm saying right now becoming like a living, breathing thing. Oh, oh you I know? see. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that kind of cool? I'm, I'm yeah. just thinking about this. Yeah, yeah the the logos is the. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the logos is a Greek term which means, which uh, which gives things order, which brings things into harmony. It means logic, things, right? It's yeah, kind of a synonym for logic. That's where we get logic. biology okay, or, right. or, or um, logical, you see. So we know that Jesus is God. He dwells with God from all eternity. Uh-huh. Right. That's why he'll say, I am who I am. Before Abraham was, I am. Right. Now, you never want to confuse Jesus, the living word, I mean, the Son of God with the written word, which is the Bible. Right, I mean, it's right, different. Right. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, when Jesus comes, you're right, Tristan, he reveals God who is invisible. Right. And that's why he'll say in the middle of the Gospel of John, if you've seen me, right. you've seen the Father. And Jesus also says, like, whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise, right? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. And he can't do anything. He learns yes. from his Father. He exactly sees his Father right. doing mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So, like, he's kind of the exact imprint of God in a way. Yes, you know? right. That's what it says in right. Colossians. Right. He has the fullest expression of God. Right. Uh, made manifest in the incarnation Mm -hmm. and uh, it's a a profound mystery but in a sense in the Old Testament when Moses had the tabernacle in the wilderness right that was God dwelling with them in that tent Mm -hmm. now they they would set it up and then they would break camp and they would carry it on their shoulder on this Ark of the Mm Covenant but uh, he was moving with them wherever they went so too when Jesus comes He's God in our midst. He's right. just flesh, not in a tent, yes. but in flesh. And yes. he's moving. And he's, you know, the glory of God is being displayed in the person yes. of God. So it's a very powerful thing. Uh, when you see there's a certain, like, a linkage mm-hmm. to this all. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's like, yeah. a, uh, I always say the Bible is like the human body. It's got so many different mm. systems. Nervous system, right. muscle, muscle. Right. And they're all different in a way, but they're all yeah. one. They all right. contribute yes. to the one right. body. So, too, in the Bible, you have Exodus, you have the law, you have parables, right. you have psalms, you have songs, you have commandments, uh, you have history, but they all merge, all those different right. lines of motif or, or types, they merge into one book, one story. So, too, mm-hmm. the person of Jesus Christ. Mm. He says, search the scriptures, they testify right. to me. The whole thing is about him. It's sort of like saying, okay, like, you know how you and I said earlier that... Uh, the more you read scripture, the more you want to. The more you want to read it. Right. Well, with the Old Testament, and New Testament, it's kind of like everything is pointing towards Jesus, and and likewise, when Jesus is asked questions, he always points back towards the Word. Yeah. It's just this funny cycle of like, okay, you've you've I think out of everything you've talked about so far with Psalm one nineteen, um, with Hebrews, right? We've talked about how the Word is extremely eternal, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that not only is Jesus the exact imprint of God, but He's eternal and unchanging, and so it is with mm-hmm. the, the parallels and the synonyms. Maybe that actually is a good example of why you have to keep reading the Bible because, in a way, you never really grasp the full knowledge that's in there. In fact, when wow. you die, you, you'll never really get it to the fullest extent that you could have, you know? No, I think you're <clears throat> right, Tristan, because right. what God has revealed to us, He's revealed to us. It says in Deuteronomy 29, <clears throat> verse 29, you can look it up, but I mean, it says, the, the secret things that belong to God and Him alone. Right. But the things that He has revealed, He's real, yeah. be revealed to us and to our children. Which mm. is appropriate that's that right. you're sitting here. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> right. th- 
there's a lot we don't know, but there's a lot we do know. Right, right. He says in Matthew chapter 13, when he's going to start explaining the parables, which we might do in another show, Unlock the Parables. But he says, they don't get it. Their eyes see, they don't Mm -hmm. see, their ears. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But he says, but to you, it is given to understand mysteries. Let me tell you about these parables. What a power. Well, that's very powerful. Because really intellectual people, you know how they say the universe began? With the words of God. With an explosion. Yeah. Or they'll say man is just a higher level prime. So in a way, gonna, one of God's yeah. one of God's most most noticeable powers is that he has the ability to convey okay, like okay, with Adam and Eve in the garden, mm-hmm. God breathes life in Adam, right? He right. takes he takes a piece of his already created creation, mm-hmm. makes a makes a body, and then makes Eve, right? He breathes life in her too, right? Sure. So God has the ability to speak and somehow it causes these reactions which cause results. I mean, it created the universe, right? Right. It created Jesus. It created, I mean, I'm sure those are just two of the main examples. In a way, it's like the Word of God is just, it is it is literally life. In the beginning of John, it says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the yeah. Word was God, right? Talking yeah, about Jesus. He sure. was in the beginning with God. All things were created through him without anything. Uh, without anything was not anything made that was made. Um, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So it's like, and, and also, okay, so we're going back to Psalm 119 again. That is titled in my Bible. It's called, um, like, it has to do with the word lamp, right? Your word is a lamp to my, to my feet, feet, right? Right. So in a way, it's kind of like his word is just like this explosive thing that just brings life. It brings light. And I think it's mm-hmm. also described as like a sword, too. It's cutting and protective, and it can be used for offense, for defense, right? Oh, it's um, many metaphors oh, for yeah. the word of God. Man. It's salt, it, it, it's light, it's a sword. The word of God is intense. Yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a good point. See, we know nothing about God unless mm-hmm. he, unless He tells us, unless right. He reveals it. It's yeah. like I say, if I'm thinking a thing right now in my mind, mm-hmm. you guys don't know what I'm thinking. No. Right? It's hidden. It's known to me alone. Mm. But if I say baseball, that which was once which, hidden yeah. has now been revealed oh, through the agency of what? My word. Right. Now you can share everybody out there. Did you know he was thinking? No. Everyone baseball. can know that you're so, thinking okay. about baseball. <laughs> so, so when God speaks the universe into existence, wow. he's revealing something. See, God reveals himself in nature. Man reveals himself in art. So my point being, the psalmist will say, the heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day Mm uttered speech. Now, God, he's telling, but that's what's called general revelation. Mm -hmm. But specific revelation is the word of God. Now, every man can look at and should know there's a God. It says that in Romans. But to get into the word of God, you need the spirit of God. Man. It's the only book in the world you have to know the author before you understand the message. Yeah. Right. You've got to have that Holy Spirit. That's the, the man. I don't and, want to say so, the so, ring, but I'm just saying. That's, so, so how do you get that, Jan? How do you get what? Uh, how do you get that insight? I mean, okay, is, you, is there you a spoke about a revelation. Yeah. I think that's trying to say, how do you get that revelation? Yeah. Well, okay. You know, for the listeners that like are new, you, how do they get that? Like you said baseball. The moment yeah. you said baseball, me, dad, and everyone hearing knew that you said baseball. That which was once hidden. So yeah. in the in the in the ways of us and our relationship with God, when God speaks, how do we know that he's saying baseball? How do we know that? Okay, well, he tells us. Because number one, he tells you through creation. Yeah. You okay. see his power, his majesty, his virtue, you know, mm-hmm. his uh his faithfulness, the sun comes up at a certain you know. Right. Then when you get into specific he's that gives you a general awareness yeah. that there's a creator God. Right. But then when you're into the Word of God, then you start learning of His character. Right. He's eternal. He's compassionate. He's loving. He's righteous. He's sure. holy. Then you start learning about man. Well, we're made in the image of God. We're made a little lower than the angels. Mm-hmm. We're precious in His sight. Um, um, 
He's blessed us to know, to have yeah. dominion over. So right. to your point, Tristan, that's how we start getting that revelation. I see. Right. And we grow in that. You see, we just keep growing in that. Right. It, so uh, I, I think one, I, I really like this verse, James 1, 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And I think the more you get into the word and you realize that he never changes. His love for mm. us never changes. I think it's like anything else, John. You open up more, yeah. and you're more willing to pray a different way. Mm. At least this is the way I reacted. Uh -huh. And so, you know, even today, um, I was on a hike, and I was thinking about some things I had to do for work. And uh, I know now that the Holy Spirit is in me, and Jesus said he's my counselor. You know, um, he gives me power and strength. You know, he cares for me. So right. I started talking to him. Yeah, right. I'm just right. walking in the woods and asking him for insight. And I can tell you something. I'm getting ideas that I don't think came from, you know, this brain. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, no. so it, it's a much different animal when you start to realize the power you get. And then I think the work effort, because this is a work effort mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. read the word regularly. It is a lot of work. Uh, and you have to commit the work to get the gain out of it. It's right. that simple. It's like anything in life. Mm. Anything you have to life. find the time for it. What does the scripture say? Yeah. Study to show thyself approved, right. a workman who needeth not be ashamed. And right. study the number of times in the Gospels where Jesus scolded right. his listeners by saying, mm. have you not read? Yes. They should have known right. because yeah. they had the scrolls. They had... And the other thing is, I think more gifts are bestowed on us when he sees that we are being loyal and that we are we are committing to 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 read the right. word that he's given us. And that it's yeah. it's that kind of relationship you have to get into. It's just like if you're married, you have to invest in that relationship. If you want to have a good friend, you have to invest in that relationship. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing with the word. And Dad, I think what you just said yeah. basically goes back to our original thing of um, you mm -hmm. will you will either grow or you will like all right if you spend a month away from your wife and don't talk to your wife. Right. Uh, now you technically didn't do anything to your wife, but I think that's the problem. Like that's you right. didn't spend any time with yeah. her. So therefore your relationship decayed. But mm -hmm. if you had spent time Time investing in your significant other if you had grown mm -hmm. that person right so so it is with the word if it's you important. if you read the word that yeah. is it that is a step that is a oh, yeah. that is a heck of a step i mean you even said there's a blessing for even reading the book of revelation right. and the word is living right so the word is living so you have a living word that and you were being blessed for reading parts of the bible but um as jesus says he is accusing people of yes you are reading the word that is not the problem uh the problem is that you are not allowing the word to lead you by, by being active right. to the conclusions that it wants you to lead. In fact, I'm reading Zechariah right now, Mr. Murtha, and um, all right, so a part of Zechariah, I think it's around chapter seven, There, the people come to, um, they come to him and they're like, you know, how long should we keep fasting for? And Zechariah's like, that's great that you guys are fasting. You've been, that, like, that's great, except that it's really not because the reason these people have been fasting is because they just got exiled from Babylon. They just got back and they've been fasting because it's a part of their tradition. They haven't really right. been fasting for God. They've been fasting for themselves. Right. So with the word of God and stuff, it's just kind of like, yes, you, you've got you've to be in it, but really you've you got to do what the word of God is telling you to do and let it lead you to the conclusions yes, that right. it's meant to the, be led to. Right. That's an excellent point, Tristan. And, and I got to tell you, the, the, the best example of that in the Bible is when Jesus, for me, went into the wilderness for those 40 days to prep for his mission to right. start. And what happened? The enemy came to him all during those days. Mm. He was hungry and he, he didn't go in there with a sword. Right. He didn't go in there with a shield. Physically, 
but he right. had the word right. and he he used it right. like he was a yeah. master sure. with his sword oh, and, yeah. and and that was his defense yeah. it was his shield it, it was written. his sword yeah. and after you look at that example you realize the power of it mm. oh yeah if, if if you watch Christ and how he used it uh throughout his you know 3 year term when mm. he was out uh you know, from 30 to 33, right? You know, that, that's when he was window. on earth yeah, uh, doing his thing. So, you know, it's just so important. Um, I think it took me a while to get from the fact I thought it was gibberish and a waste of time to right. where I am today. I right. have a ton ton more to learn. Uh, and I'll, as Tristan said, you know, you really never absorb it all, no, regardless right. of how no. long we're on this earth. Totally it, it's, it's a complete exercise right. to, to just learn something new all the time Jesus, but yeah, but, yeah but, but in any case I, I i just i just pray that the people that are so focused on the worldly dominion you know, you know when you think of christ he wasn't building anything materially right, right. look how he died look how he lived um and and i think that's the importance of it and that's hard to do today it's so hard with everything hitting us in the face and trying to get more wealth in our bank right. account and everything else, trying to look better. Mm. It is really a challenge, and, and the tech does not help. You know, It doesn't help at man, all. Man, honestly, thinking, all right, Mr. Martha, you brought up a great point earlier. You said that the first question in the Bible is, did God really say? That's it. Okay? Yeah. So, in a, in a sense, if man truly trusted the nature of God and truly knew the nature of God, men would have never fell because he would have known what God said. Right. Like, did God really say? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, right. That, and that's the end of it. Not only that, even that temptation had more power than Satan because mm -hmm. Jesus, God said, I will give you the power to trample upon... Serpents and scorpions. Well, I give you... That is to say, I give you authority over everything flying, everything right. crawling, yeah. everything. Yes. Right. So they, they, had the, they were in an authority position. Yeah. They didn't have to... Just like Cain... God said when he killed Abel, before he killed his brother, he mm. says, sin lies at your door. It's yeah. crouching, mm. but you can have mastery over it. Yeah. You see, so all these indicators way back when. Here, let me share a point when we get away from the Word of God and we get into this yeah. chaotic world that, that we've always kind of lived in, but it mm -hmm. just seems like it's accentuated today. If man doesn't believe there is a God, yeah. man makes himself God. That is to say, he makes God-like decisions, like say right. on abortion. Well, okay. if you don't believe there's a God made in the image of God, then then all of these things are up for grabs, so to speak. Yeah. If man does not believe he has a soul, mm -hmm. the body becomes everything. Yeah. That's why oh, we're man. living in a time of cosmetic surgery yeah. and mm -hmm. these senior citizens. And, and that the, goes back to the story you told earlier about the man and who he built up all his treasure and then he died. Yeah. He, and he hadn't prepared his soul. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So if you don't believe there's a soul. Your body becomes everything, mm. which we see in popular culture. That makes today. sense. Uh, number three, if we don't believe there's an afterlife, there's a heaven, we live like this is it. That's Eat, right. drink, and be yeah. married. Yeah. Or what's the commercial? Uh, the, the gold gusto and get all you can and die. You know, all this crazy stuff because you don't think there's an afterlife. And so once you get the Bible, you start having a grid. You can a filter. You can look at the world. You say, well, you know that. That's not good to get into because that 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 pleasure that just for a limited time yeah. I don't want to sacrifice my eternity. Right. That's why Jesus says, "Look, if your right hand yeah. leads you into sin, it's better to cut it off, enter into paradise with just your left arm sure. than to go in." Sure. You know, so the idea being there mm -hmm. that uh, don't uh, don't go with the world's viewpoint, the world view, yeah. how the world interprets what's this world, this yes. existence. 
get the biblical worldview. Yeah. It's much easier to live, live your life through that. Right? We really are intoxicated with the excitement and appeal of change. I mean, sure. and, and I think, you know, that's really the challenge. But with change comes instability and uh, fear. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and I think that's why you have to go back. And, you yeah. know, and, and, and that, yeah. that's, that's really what I've gotten out of it. And I'm really happy my family, you know, has the word, too. It's just so important. You know, I think that actually, Dad, you answered a question that I've always kind of wondered. All right, like, why are we afraid of the unknown? Well, I think we're afraid of the unknown because the world was created to be orderly and the world was created in a certain way in which God, God is in complete control. And unknown is sort of like in the hands of someone you trust. And if I think our bodies innately recognize the presence of there being control of certain things, I mean, it's all inevitably in God's control, but like there are spiritual entities out there, there is sin, there is, right. there is a level of control that we do not possess of even our own bodies. And we should be afraid of the unknown because the unknown represents evil in forms that we have that, that does not have our best intentions in mind. And it is all in God's command, but until his kingdom fully comes, we are still, to some extent under threat of those things, unless you're a Christian, because when you're a Christian, it says that the Lord has his hand on you, the Spirit dwells within you, and, I mean, demons run and flee from people that have the Spirit of God. Yeah, as long as they're rightly submitted yeah. to God. That's why it'll say in James chapter 4, God resists the proud, he gives grace to the humble, submit yourselves, mm -hmm. therefore, to God, then resist the devil, he will mm -hmm. flee from you. And yeah. the idea being, but to your point, Tristan, the Bible is an instruction book that gives us an Incredible information how to live a life here. Mm. For example, if people don't understand the Bible, right? They, they don't have the revelation of the Bible. Yeah. They don't even know that there's an unseen yeah. world. They might yeah. get into things with the cult and all that in a dangerous way, but they don't realize there's an angelic realm, there's a demonic realm, there's influences going all around this way and that right. way, and they can fall into things and lead into things that you wouldn't have to do. Right. If you know the word is a lamp unto my feet, yeah. I should walk there and walk not walk there. Right. So it gives us all. It gives us peace. Right. It gives us a certain stability. When a loved one passes away, you you're sad and you grieve, but you know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Right. If indeed that person is right. a believer. Right. So there's all kinds of these built-in, uh, what do you want to call benefits mm -hmm. or uh, you know reasons yeah. to the, believe the perks and then of God. to get yeah. into the yeah. word of the God. Yeah. Of God. But then the other thing is you become an influencer. Yes. Jesus says, we'll start wrapping up here in a minute. Uh, Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 7, if you abide in me, that's mm. critical to stay close to him and yeah. be sin-free as much as possible. Right. And my word, there you go, my word abides in you. Right. Thy, thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. Let the word of God dwell in you richly, right? Then... He says, you will ask what you want, and you will get that answer. You'll have yes. a powerful prayer line. Ask what you wish, and it'll be done There for it you. goes. Yeah. Then he says, uh, you will bear much fruit. By this my Father is glorified, and I will call you my mm -hmm. disciple. Mm -hmm. yeah. Two requirements, four <clears throat> benefits. Man. I mean, who wouldn't want a very powerful prayer life? Mm. Who wouldn't want to yeah. bear much fruit, mm. not just for our own benefit, but to glorify yeah. our Heavenly Father? And how many would like Jesus to right. call you his disciple? This world will teach us a lot of knowledge, Mr. Martha. But like I think as you've said, um, knowledge will teach a man how to make a living. And wisdom will teach a man how to live a life. Yeah, that's right. Know? Knowledge will get you to the moon, but wisdom will get you to heaven. <laughs> you know, when, when I first read the Bible eight years ago, uh, front to back, so old and new. Yeah. You know, I, I told you how spunky I thought Jesus was. And I was like, man, this, this guy is great. Spunky, yeah. huh? So I, I, I still cool. think of Mark 9. Uh, verse 19, where Jesus says, You unbelieving generation, 
How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? And you're thinking, man, he wants to go right back uh, into the heavens. Yeah, he wants to go back you know? to heaven. And, and yeah. so, you know, that, that gives you hope. I mean, he was only here till the age of 33, right. but you can see what he left. You know, oh. all, all the perfection and everything he left to come down uh, to redeem us. But but anyway, that 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 that, that really uh, gives me hope when I think about the fact that he saw this fallen world and he was anxious to leave it. You know, once he did what he needed to do to redeem us. Yeah, I mean, he came to fulfill his yeah. father's will. That's right. why he says that That's right. will, right. yeah. will be done. Right. But, I mean, you consider, we have a three-year window on this man's life, mm-hmm. right? Just look at it kind of from a distance. When he did his sure. preaching. Yeah. And, and, and he picks people we probably wouldn't pick if you yeah. were developing a company, let alone an international company. Mm-hmm. One of them's a traitor. The other denies yeah. him. The other, mm-hmm. Most of them don't understand him. He dies a criminal's death. On a, you know, yes. That was the most horrific, systematic way of torturing somebody in their day and shaming somebody because you're posting them out there right. naked right. for six hours. And that wasn't even it. There was other yeah. stuff they did do before oh, they, that. So he, he basically he got was, the maximum treatment. It says in Isaiah 52, he's more marred than any man. Man. Two millennium later, 2,000 years later, mm-hmm. 2.5 billion people on the planet Earth yes. somehow, some way, yeah. are associated. Name him. Sure. Claim him, live for him. Hospitals, literacies, great universities in America and Oxford and Cambridge and Harvard and Princeton and Boston. Um, hospitals, Mount Sinai, Charity Hospital, all around the world. Right. He affected change. One man. That's why I tell people look at his life because he's so different. You know, he doesn't even right. answer yeah. questions like you think. You know, should we pay taxes to Caesar? Should we? Do- Give me a coin. Let me look at that coin. You know, right. uh, Peter goes, Lord, we don't have any money to pay taxes. Oh, Peter, you're a fisherman. Go get that fish over there right. by the shore. Open its mouth. What's inside? A coin. Okay, go use the coin. I mean, he does things that you don't, you, if we're writing this, you wouldn't put it in the script. Right. It's yeah, just like, no, it's just random know, stuff here. You know, right. He doesn't defend himself at a trial. Yeah. It, That's like the whole point of a trial. Yeah. It's like you're supposed to defend yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, Jan, I like this verse too before we wrap up. Romans 15, 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, right. that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. That's a good. So we're in a fallen world, but but that that there it is. Mm. That's the importance of the word. It's a lamp to your yeah. feet. It's an anchor for your soul. It's yeah. bread for your nourishment. It's everything. Once you start getting into the metaphors, and uh, it's time tested. You know, it's time tested. You know, you want it. There it is. Man. You invest in it. And it's not a difficult thing that he wants us to do. He wants us to obey him right. and live a godly life. And he will use you mm-hmm. to touch people's lives. I mean, you can change somebody's lives by God's grace for eternity. And you might not see them, but they might come back 50 years later and say, do you remember you yeah. said that or did that or taught yeah. that? You go, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, it changed my life. For, you know, That's power. That's like real power. Yes, it is. So this is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. FM radio. Thank you for tuning in. We may even pick up on this next week where we look. We looked at God's word. Maybe we'll look at man's words. Wow. What they're like. For believers, scoffers, ridicule this, blasphemers. And what about godly people? We're supposed to speak words of comfort. We're supposed to be words of edification. We're to guard our mouth. So um, the the whole thing with words is like extremely important. Mm. We're speaking words now. You know, uh, I remember when I used to do cartooning, I'll close on this, we used to do different seminars and I'd go with the artist, the cartoonist, and she'd always put up a little cartoon and she says, with the little you know, line, she says, see, 
uh, uh, a picture tells a thousand words. I says, yeah, but it took you words to say that. (laughs) 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 So it's the power of the word, you know. So we'll get into it next week. And God bless you. Thanks for coming by, Tristan. Have a great time down at the beach saving people. <laughs> hopefully, you don't have, hopefully you don't have to. But. Nah, you know, it's, it's right. David, God bless yeah, you. God have bless you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Take care, everybody.